step inside the Welcome to Inside the Wooniverse, Woo Squared. That's a little bit of woo times two. In these shorter episodes, you're going to hear more of me, like an audio journal, on universal topics like abundance, resilience, working with the moon, manifestation, meditation, and much, much more. Inside the Welcome to Woo Squared. This is me, Colette Aaron reed We're inside the Wooniverse, and I am joined by my executive producer, Connie Deletti. And we're talking about subjects that either you write in and ask us to talk about, or we just feel like it. So I don't know. What are we, <laughs> what are we talking about we today? Like. That's how we, we felt like talking about this. Today, we're talking about shadow work. Ooh. Ooh. We get a lot of <laughs> questions about that in the membership site. Lots. We do. And you have said, you know, it's not just about love and light, mm-hmm. love, light and shadow. Always. So let's start at the beginning. A very good place to start. How would you define shadow work, Colette? So I can tell you my first experience with shadow work because it's really good just to talk about experience. So I uh, was first introduced to shadow work, the, ex- the experience of shadow work, when I first got clean and sober 37 years ago. And uh, and they give you something to do called an inventory, a personal inventory. So where you take stock basically of yourself and you take a look at where have you been dishonest, where have you had fear, you know, where have you been hurt, or where your resentments are. And so really you're looking at the darker qualities of your character and personality and and life experiences and what your behavior has become as a result of those things. The purpose of that is kind of like, let's say you have a fruit store. Well, you don't want a rotten banana to sit there, right? No, you want to take them out. You want to inventory the fruit. You want to throw out the rotten banana. Um, or make it into banana cake. Right? Yes. Now I want a piece of that, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you're not allowed. Have okay. a great recipe. <laughs> <laughs> so anyhow, so it's it's being able to take a look at basically your wounds, your wounded qualities, and bring them into the light so that you can have a better sense of self-worth and you stop causing people harm or pain. Right. So it's really about being accountable for what you bring to the world that will be coming from the parts of you that you don't want to acknowledge or that you you want to disown. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a really good example too. So I had trouble around um, just basically a projection on somebody who was being very opportunistic, okay. right? And so typically we get very judgmental or angry when we're not owning that we have that in us, right? So that's very common where we'll project on the part that we've disowned in us that we deem bad, you know, bad, bad person, bad. I'm not allowed to do that, you know, or also when you've had trauma and then you've identified with that. So this is like, I mean, you can't, it's impossible to just talk about shadow work in one little blip. Of course. Right? Yes. <laughs> well, and like you're saying, where to get started is starting to look for the shadows because we spend a lot of time avoiding, like you just said, avoiding the shadows, uh, yeah. suppressing shadows. It's like you identified it as a part of oneself that sure. we don't readily love and accept. Right. right. And we, we want to be in denial about too. So let's say you're jealous, but that's not you. You say that's right. not you, but it is you. And what if you yeah. have... <laughs> Um, unconscious bias, for 
example, in the past few years, we've uh, been invited to take a look at that in terms of anti-racism work, those types of things. That's shadow Mm -hmm. work. You know, look at what are you participating in that causes hurt or harm to other people? That is what shadow work is. One aspect of that is that. So it's a constant inventory. Like, I believe that shadow work is something we should continuously do. Like the culture has a shadow, the collective has a shadow, Yeah, you know, so there is light, but there is also the parts that are need healing or need upgrading or that are degrading or, or in some way, um, exclusive rather than inclusive, for example. So I'm talking about that in you, right? Are you including all of you? Or are you just saying just part of me, the part that I'm going to show the world, but there's all this seething stuff in there that I, I will I refuse to own. Right. Right. And which gets to be very unhealthy. So if you don't have a really healthy relationship with anger, for example, you could burst out into rage or, or self-harm. Um, when it comes to addiction, what we really talked about in the program I was in was talking about self-centered fear, that everything comes down to self-centered fear. What are we afraid of? You know, what is the consequence of acting out of that and the different ways which we engage the world that's not healthy. So, you know, it's a way to look with love at the unhealthy parts of yourself and be willing to change. It's not just to look at it and pick lint out of your navel right? Um, and constantly talk about because it just keeps anchoring it if you keep talking about the same thing over and over again and doing nothing about it. So it's really these incremental changes that can happen as you address those things in yourself that you know, like maladaptive. So you adapt to certain circumstances. Let's say for a people pleaser, you know, you might have learned that you can't get your needs met unless you are somehow figuring a way how to meet somebody else's needs or manipulate a situation to stay safe. And then when you're an adult, then those types of behaviors can be really problematic. You begin as adaptive when you're a kid. Oh, I I have to adapt to these changing circumstances when you're really small. Survival, yeah. Exactly, for survival. Or big traumatic things that happen to you in adulthood as well too. So like something happened to me at 19, a big violent thing happened. And then that moment I couldn't protect myself and it was like, okay, I'm going to turn possum. And that impacted me in a way that was so so difficult that it became problematic as I got older and older mm-hmm. because I would find relationships like that where I couldn't set boundaries because it just, I was too scared. And, but I didn't, I wasn't conscious of that, right? So that was the other thing. It's becoming conscious. Yes, exactly. It's becoming conscious of how certain behaviors that once upon a time were created based out of survival right? are ongoing mm-hmm. and discerning and identifying those behaviors as, like you said, they're hurting people, including yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's a shadow. Yeah, yeah. They're hurting people and yourself, or you're not contributing, or they're preventing you from contributing all that you can be, uh, is the other thing. Because you're really here as an emissary of the divine. I believe that. And so if you, these shadow aspects of your character, personality, uh, these these maladaptive behaviors, which can change, you can change them. These are not rigid constants. Like they, even though you might've been doing it for a long, long time, you can change anything. I'm a perfect example of that. You know, and you learn from that and you don't turn away from it. There's no spiritual bypassing in shadow work. I'll just say that. It's the willingness to look in there and go, I am going to do whatever it takes to integrate this part of me without judgment and heal it so that I can become more of a whole, fulfilled human being. So for anybody listening, so because you've mentioned something that's, I think, so key, it's about being conscious of something. Yeah. So you can still be extremely 
not aware of right. aspects. That's right. You can be an adult and be still be unaware of certain shadow aspects of you. If somebody was listening and they're like, well, I don't think I even have a shadow. Mm. Uh, where would they start? You know, like where would you suggest someone starts who doesn't think they have a shadow or doesn't is not in touch with those aspects? Sure. So you can you can really see the quality of that shadow content and everybody has it. It's just not possible. You no no such thing as a human being that hasn't been wounded at least once from the time that you're born to the time you're an adult, right? Where you have somehow adapted to that and having an expectation that that could come again, right? So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you take a look at the quality of your relationships. Take a look at how how clean and how healthy are your connections. Do you have a resentment? And have there been any repetitive patterns in your life that have come up that have caused you discomfort? And do you consistently blame other people? A great example is like all men are, right? You know, like I would hear this. It took me a long time for me to recognize that I was the common denominator in every relationship that I had that I blamed mm, interesting, for, yeah. my dis for my unhappiness. And I'm like, wait a second. I I was the chooser in all of these things. And yes, I, I didn't understand consciously that I was choosing these sure. same things over and over again because they all look different, but the result was the same. So, so ask yourself, where have you played out situations in your life that have caused you harm or discomfort or challenge where you may not have seen it in yourself, but that you see it in other people. Because a lot of the times if you see something consistently in other people, you if you can name it, you can claim it. <laughs> it's it's yours too. <laughs> There's a, another little catchphrase. I remember Dr. Phil said this once in it. What is it about you that I don't like about myself? Right. That's such a, an amazing was that question. Oh, wow, that was so interesting. What is it about you that I don't like about I don't myself? Like about me. Yeah. What yeah. bothers me about you that yeah, was related that, to what I don't like exactly. about myself? It's a reflection, right? Right. Like, so yeah. even simpler, what don't you like about yourself? Like if you can't accept yourself, like I think maybe going back to your original question of what, if somebody who doesn't identify with this and they don't know where their shadow is, what would they, so how, what about their self-talk? Where would they start? What, what don't you like about yourself? That's a good start starting place. And why? And then it gets into all kinds of things, right? So, right? Because then it's like, well, <laughs> it's I don't like hole. because yeah. I don't look like yeah. uh, Gigi Hadid. Is that her name? I can't mm -hmm. remember. But you know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like, yeah. I don't, so comparison, comparison is separation. A, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Identification. Yes. It's so many layers. I just think if we're going to evolve together as a society, we have to not make this a bad thing. We have to say, okay, I need to do some work around this. And the truth is, is what is the work? The work is consciousness and being conscious of behavior that may come from, and then making amends like as quickly as you can. So it's like clean up your side of the street as quickly as you can. And you're not responsible for other people's triggers or their traumas or whatever, unless you really are, you know, but right. it's like, yeah. that's the other thing, like, except that we project onto other people, they project onto us, especially if you have a part of you that you're disowning, you will find a situation where you could project that story onto somebody else. So where do you do that? Where do you see yourself as a constant victim? Right. And I love your cards as a tool uh, yes. when doing shadow work, when investigating. And it's a great, it's a wonderful tool to help with that. Oracle cards are exactly that. My, the way my cards are written so that you can investigate and be curious and excavate and, you know, uncover parts of yourself that may have been at the core of some of your 
challenges or they, they can turn into assets there, you know, so looking at Oracle cards as a way to do shadow work is a great way. Like how do I, but sitting with yourself too, and just asking yourself some very simple questions and get a therapist. That's the other thing. I, when something comes up for me, I call a therapist. I never go there by myself or a shadow coach. Nancy Levin is somebody who is extraordinary at that. She was my coach for a while. And then I've worked with an EMDR um, person too. I think we talked about that with Gabby Bernstein because we share the same therapist. But I'll get on a phone and just say, okay, I've got something I want to work through. You know, what's my part in this? What am I not willing to own? Um, What harm is this causing to me or others? You know, Um, and the whole- these are great questions. Like masterclass questions when you're, you you know, you're comfortable going there for sure. So that's it. Everybody should be doing shadow work. And if you don't want to, well, you're in denial. That's what I think. (laughs) You don't want to do it. Well, I don't know. (laughs) You don't want to do it. Maybe try again a different day. You might be more open to it. Who knows? I'm only kidding. I mean, honestly, you come to shadow work when you feel uncomfortable. And and I think that, you know, I think it's important. And I never want to sound like I'm pushing anything on anybody ever because that's, I can only share with my experience that it's given me a sense of relief, given me a a greater sense of being grounded, gave me a sense of purpose, helped my self-worth and self-esteem, enabled me to see my part in things. And when, because I used to take responsibility for everything that happened and I realized that's, no, what is mine to own and not- Can be freeing. It's very freeing. So shadow work- has extraordinary benefits. Just comes with a little pain. Yeah, yeah, but worth it. Totally but worth, worth it. it. And you're worth it. <laughs> <laughs> and work you're it, worth just it. work it, and you're worth it. Actually, that's what we used to say at some of my meetings. <laughs> so, oh, what, what yeah, did you work say? It. Just, you, just work it, because you're worth it. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. Work it, because you're worth it. And you can apply that and, to yeah, so many so things. Yeah, so many things, I know. Woo Squared is a production of Universal Network Studios. A special thanks to our recording engineer, Chris Dupuy, executive producer, Connie Deletti, story editor, Julie Fink, and post-production audio by Lonnie Carmichael. Original theme music by Jerry Mosby. And all other music you hear in this episode is courtesy of APM Music. If you love what you are hearing and want to keep up to date on episode releases, bonus content, and prize giveaways, please visit us at itwpodcast.com. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you join us next time for another episode of Inside the Wooniverse, a podcast brought to you from the corner of Fringe and Maine. Inside the Wooniverse.